You are listening to a Geek Network interview. Be sure to hit the follow button to get notified when a new episode is available. You can also visit us at geek-network.com for your guide to the geek entertainment news you love. Created for geeks, by geeks, and remember to always geek responsibly. Everybody and welcome to a Geek Network interview. Uh, we have the very lovely Anne Yatko with us. Uh, thank you so much for joining us today, Anne. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Uh, we're very excited. We got the Jujutsu Kaisen seasons coming up on season two. Uh, I can't tell you how hyped I am. Uh, not, Jujutsu Kaisen has been such a huge hit. Were you expecting it to be uh, so astonishing when you started this? Um, no, I, when, when, when I got the audition, I wasn't super familiar with, I wasn't familiar at all with the property. Uh, and you know, I did my like due diligence. I did the Wikipedia search, read up some articles about it. Um, and I was like, oh, okay. Like it's a really popular manga. I mean, who knows? You never know if, 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 if it'll translate well in an adaption to anime. Um, and I was just like, okay, well, we'll see. But first, the first three episodes were out when I got the audition. So I watched the first three episodes of the sub and I was like, oh, dang, I really like this show. Like it's, it's whip smart and like it moves quickly and the animation is sick. And this girl is amazing. And I really want this character. Uh, <laughs> so like, I just knew that I liked it, but I didn't, you never know if it'll be like, something that captures the zeitgeist um and i guess lucky for me it did <laughs> and i booked it <laughs> well, you're killing it i mean you embody the character so well and like fans love it you're doing such a great job so we're definitely have to see what we see in season two uh are we expecting to see a lot more crazy stuff in the upcoming season um yeah i mean i'm fully caught up on the manga so i know where it's going so i don't want to like <laughs> I don't want to like spoil anyone um but like season two we're really getting into the nitty-gritty of like building the foundation for why things are happening the way they're happening and then like there's this Shibuya incident that keeps getting um teased out right and when that hits like oh it's it's over like not it's over but like it's it's just everything blows open and all the rules kind of go out the window um, so it's really, really crazy. Um, and I'm really excited to see how it gets animated. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, what would you say is your favorite part about your character? I, there's so much to love about Novara. Novara is, I love that she comes out fully fleshed. She's very assured about herself the moment she like steps out. Um, and it's kind of like a catch up with me guys. Uh, I love that about her. And I love that at her core she's just a teenage girl she's a teenage girl who's like apparently best friends with these two yahoos <laughs> <laughs> and like and they're silly and they're and they're stupid and they're teenagers they're kids and I love how the show even 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 in just these little little pockets whether it's the juju strolls or just like the little things in between these heavy heavy arcs um, you still get to see her just be a girl, just be a teenager. And I think I love that. I love that so much. And I love that you get to have 
all of these colors. Uh, there are all these colors to her that I get to paint with um, because she is serious and she is badass and she is also silly and fluffy and 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 sassy and I love it. Yeah, <laughs> she definitely brings a lot to the character. And I think that's one of the people, one of the reasons people love her so much in the show too. Yeah. Is she's just such a highlight and you do such an awesome job. So we love it. <laughs> Thank you. Actually, I have a follow-up question. So um, as someone who has read the, uh, you know, the manga um, and, you know, uh, you're working on the show, uh, you're working, you know, on the dubs. So, um, you know, is there really going to be any big filler because I know filler sometimes can be a little bit troublesome and uh since you are working on it like how do you do you know if there is any and like how are you going to deal with it especially knowing what's you know yet to come oh um I mean look I mean I'm working on it but I, I don't get to see any of this until after the sub drops in July you know what I mean like that's that's kind of like how the the workflow goes so there's really not um I don't really have any prior knowledge of what this adaptation of season two is going to bring us. Um, if there is any fluff, I have a feeling it's going to be the way they like, it's going to be similar to what they, I have a feeling it'll be similar to what they did in season one, where all the fluff is kind of just like hidden throughout. Like it's season one is a fairly one-to-one fairly one-to-one um adaptation, but then they add like the juju strolls. They add little things like kind of like, just like, uh, like packaged around it that are like really fun and like um like add to like the world building but it's not like true filler because even even in season one the baseball episode is like a filler episode but that's a, that's that's in the manga like that's for real like they really did that so I mean like it's not exactly filler per se but I hope that you know there's room for for even like the more original stuff like the Juju Strolls even in season two because it's such a lovely touch that the show has and kind of gives you like a place to a place to breathe after all these you know uh, like really really intense episodes okay gotcha that makes sense and um you know, coming off of uh, anime and video games, what has been so far one of the biggest, um, I guess, biggest challenges um, that you've ever had uh, working on a character or, uh, you know, voicing for a certain role? Um, I mean, you know, you know, not that like it was like super, super hard per se, but I think that like, you know, voicing Red and Shogun in Genshin Impact was was quite the challenge because she in many ways is multiple voices in one character. So, uh, you know, having to develop multiple voices for what is essentially the same character and try to keep them all straight. I mean, you don't really have to keep them straight per se in a session because you're just doing one character then or one voice than the other voice, but trying to keep them nice and separate from one another and yet still kind of harmonious uh, was like a really cool challenge for me to 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 come to to work with uh when i was uh starting out with her and even throughout okay and then um when it comes to you know voicing for anime and uh video game characters it's not the easiest on the voice um do you have like a you know like a warm-up routine that way you don't throw out your voice too early you know during the session uh what practices uh you know do you have before going into the studio Oh yeah. Um, 
well, even if the studio is just my home booth. Um, yeah, no, I like doing a, like a, a, war a vocal warm up uh, before I before I record. Um, it's it's like a combination of like like singing vocal warm ups. Um, I took singing lessons for like eight years or something. Um, but like a combination of like vocal warm ups that way, and then also just like um, stuff that I've cobbled together over the years from from acting classes, from my MFA training. So like I have vocal and speech warm ups, tongue twisters, all that stuff, breathing exercises. You know, depending on what the needs of the the session are, I will add to or eliminate from that like set of 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 exercises uh, to fit what I need. Okay. And uh, since you brought up, uh, you know, uh, singing uh, warm ups and vocal warm ups, um, you know, your bio, your bio does state that, uh, you know, you wanted your dream was to be uh, a Disney princess. Uh, <laughs> so do you still, you know, do you still have, have high hopes for that or, uh, you know, just voicing for Disney in general? I mean, I'll take whatever I can get. <laughs> uh, I'll still say that, like, voicing a Disney princess is like the uber dream, but, you know. Yeah, I'll I'll take I'll take voicing in like a Disney cartoon, an Owl House, an Amphibia. Yeah, I'll take that. Awesome. <laughs> and as we know, uh, you know, wanting to voice uh, a Disney princess involves a lot of singing. So, uh, if you do karaoke, like, what's your go-to karaoke song? Oh yeah, I don't get to karaoke as much as I really want to, but um, my go-to stuff is like Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> Broadway stuff. Um, I really like I really like singing like um uh uh like I'll even like sing like some Whitney Houston songs when I was a kid. <laughs> when I was a kid, because we're Filipino, so that's why we love karaoke. Um uh I when I was a kid, my parents, my mom would always ask me to sing like Celine Dion songs. So, like I know them really well. <laughs> I hey. love Celine Dion. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> Who doesn't? Right? She's amazing. Oh, sorry, I was just thinking, I was like, man, I kind of want to hear it now. So <laughs> you might, uh, we are starting a musical one, so maybe you'll have to come back and sing a little bit with us. Oh, snap. Okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, how did you end up getting your start when it came to your voice acting? What got that rolling for you? Okay, so, okay, so I, I have a, okay, let me start at the beginning. I have a bachelor's degree in biomedical engineering right? I went to Market University. I was going to be a doctor. I was like ready for this. But while I was in college, in undergrad, I was doing plays the whole time. I was auditioning for stuff, book, like, you know, getting cast in plays. I was taking acting classes. I, I was basically an act. I was basically a theater acting major without the actual major because of like prerequisites, like core credits. You know what I mean? Like, they didn't, oddly enough, the communication school and the engineering school's uh, core credits don't match up. Weird. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I, I I have that degree. And then by the time I was in my fourth year, uh, I was convinced by my acting teacher to audition for grad school for acting. And I did, and I got in. So then I got an MFA in acting from CalArts in, uh, here in California. And uh I just ended up sticking around and I, I knew that like voice acting was a thing, but I didn't know that voice acting was a career that I could have per se. And, you know, I kind of just like started um, dipping my toes, right? Like I, I, I took some classes, cut a, you know, eventually cut a demo, 
I started booking like a few things here and there. I booked some video, like some like kind of more indie video games and then uh, found my way into doing a lot of dubbing work. Um, I was doing, I've done so much live action dubs over the years. Like that's really my bread and butter, honestly. Um, but, you know, the first like five, six, seven, eight, five or six years, getting into seven were like hard because I had a day job the whole time. So it was very, very, very part-time, you know, just like maybe I booked, maybe they asked me to come in for like a, a live action show or even an anime, like once every two, three months, you know, or I do like maybe three sessions, you know, you know, in a month. And then they wouldn't see me, I wouldn't see them again for like four months, you know, that kind of a thing, you know, work is, work is sporadic at best. Right. Um, when you're starting out, especially, uh, but uh, I, I spent seven and a half years as a forensic scientist while trying to also act on the side, both voiceover and like stage work and like on camera, like commercial stuff. Um, you know, and I, I, I somehow made it work for myself. And yet I, I came to a point where it was like, okay, there's only so far you can get if, you're, if your attention is on this full-time nine to five day job forever also this day job wants you to basically make this your career so I had to like come to terms with it and I, I like left that job and uh took a risk it was a risk to to leave the job um and make acting like my full-time pursuit because at that point I still wasn't like making enough you know for like a full-time uh salary but you know I, I you know I'm, I'm married and I, I had like a series of conversations with my husband about like what it is I want and how feasible do I think these are and like you know he had we and he and I had heart to hearts and he believed that if I took took the chance I had a shot at like making making a career out of out of it out of it for myself um and if not I have backups um and he was happy to help me float for like the, you know a year or two to see like where things were landing and luckily within that year or two was when like stuff really started to pop off for me in terms of like booking bigger stuff, getting an agent that could get me access to like much better stuff. And then finally in 2020, Jujutsu Kaisen. That was a very long story. <laughs> no, that's what we love to hear. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was very no. comprehensive, but I hope that was, I hope I, that made sense. <laughs> no, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And hey, Dreamwork makes our teamwork makes the dream work. I oh, said it backwards, true. but you can flip. <laughs> <laughs> now, recently you joined the cast of Bleach too. Yes. Um, that was one of my all-time favorite animes, and now with this new killer season, it looks uh, so good. Oh, oh it was so good, so bloody, and so yeah. good. <laughs> uh, how did it feel joining the behemoth that is Bleach? <laughs> What's funny is that like I didn't grow up on Bleach, right? And like I'd only seen like a couple episodes. But when they announced that Thousand Year Blood War was coming out, I was like, you know what? Like I did like what I've seen of the show. I don't have time to watch all three hundred something episodes of this show. But you know what I do have time for is to speed read through this manga. So like last year, like I was going to conventions here and there. So I just started like loading it onto my onto my phone because I, I have the Shonen Jump app. And then just like reading through it, like on plane rides, like while I'm like, you know, you know, trying to go to sleep, all that stuff. And I, I sped read through all of it up until Thousand Year Blood War when 
that season had started. And I was like, great, I caught up. This is perfect. Then I can just start watching it. And then I got up and then I got an email from, from the studio, from the director being like, Hey, we want to have you in for, for a couple of these smaller roles. And I was like, really cool. What, what like perfect timing. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, they knew. <laughs> it's like they knew I was ready. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Um, yeah, no, that with the Thousand Year Blood War, it was one of my favorite arcs in the manga. Yeah. So finally getting to see it animated has been such a cool experience. And then I found out you were in it. I was like, oh hey, cool. Yeah. You know better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's fun. I think I think Bam uh Bambietta and Meninas are really like they're really spunky and cool. And I'm I'm excited to see more of them i think like i think they if i remember how the arc goes i think they come back hopefully they come back during the second the second core when it mm-hmm. comes back in july if hopefully. not later well, we definitely look forward to seeing you more of your character there as Yay! well Jeez, that's another badass right there yeah Bambietta, <laughs> for sure mm-hmm. <laughs> now i know you mentioned that you end up loading it up for the cons that you're attending and everything like that um do you have a lot of cons lined up this upcoming year? I have a few. I'm trying to remember what's been announced. <laughs> that's the <laughs> that's the the tricky part. So like I just did Anime Los Angeles and Otaku Fest in uh in Miami. And then next month I can announce that I'm going to Brick City Anime Festival which is in Ocala, Florida. And then what do I have announced? I've got a store signing in Ohio in March. Oh, I also have a store signing in California in February. Um, what else? What else? Weebcon in uh in Dallas. That's in April. Um and Momocon. I think those are the only I think oh and Supercon. Wow. Yeah. Those I know have been announced. There might be more and I'm 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 lying to you, but those are the ones I remember have been announced. <laughs> <laughs> that's a jam-packed schedule right it's already there. a pretty jam-packed schedule especially like it's a it's a fully low it's a pretty loaded top like half top half of the year <laughs> how do you find the time with all the characters that you're voicing and all these cons like how do you do it <laughs> well I mean the, the the interesting thing about like the nature of our job is like yeah I'm, I'm like attached to like a bunch of characters but like they only show up when you know every once in a while or like you know Jujutsu Kaisen is still on hiatus waiting you know Bleach is on hi- hiatus waiting you know um uh, like I'm into your eternity but like my character hasn't been in the show in a minute so like you know just like you're waiting for for them to call you and be like yeah your character's back this week you know all the while I'm auditioning constantly like trying to book work you know booking booking a thing here booking booking a, a couple hour session there you know trying to book new series to be on um commercials like I'm I audition for everything <laughs> <laughs> well that's awesome you know, since we we work on a podcast, I was kind of curious on how this works. Um, so Solar is a podcast story, yeah. Um, kind of like you know Orson uh, Orson Welles' uh, World of the Worlds. Um, so how do you you know how do the recording sessions exactly go? Um, is it like a round table read beforehand, and you guys just kind of exchange lines, you know, meet with each other, and um, you know um and then followed by the booth and how do you exactly uh get direction especially telling a story like that totally uh yeah like if people aren't aren't aware like i i uh was part of a pod a narrative podcast called solar uh written 
and written by Chris Porter and uh, directed, co-directed by Chris Porter and uh, Jenny Curtis, who I went to CalArts with. Um, so like, what's funny is that like, I, you know, I have this network of people that like, I know from grad school who are all like, you know, dabbling in all different kinds of stuff. And every once in a while, like our talents will like, will like combine and we'll be like, ah, we're going to do like, I need someone to like do a thing for a thing. And I'm like, oh, great. I can do that thing for you. And this was one of them. Uh, last, uh, it was a year or two. It was during the pandemic. Was it 2020 or 2021? I think it was either like late 2020 or early 2021 when they, Jenny and Chris asked me if I wanted to like help them workshop a, a, a podcast that they were writing. And I was like, okay, cool. So like I and a whole bunch of other actors, like we, we like got on zoom for like, it was like three hours a day for three or four hours a day for like four days. Like it was a week, it was a week long thing. We're like, we, it was like a, a pretty intense like workshop where we were reading through these episodes. Um, what, what are these episodes? Yeah. And then like kind of just giving feedback, letting, letting Chris and Jenny hear the piece. And I was reading for Jessa, um, already. Uh, so like I was part of one of the workshops, there had been like one or two, one or two readings beforehand as well. Um, but like after that, I was like, this is super cool. I hope you guys like, hope you guys like make something of it. And then, you know, in 2021, I think, I think that's what it was. They like, you know, they like reached out to me and they're like, hey, would you like to audition, like officially audition for it? Because we really want to have you on the thing. So I did an audition, sent it to them, and then they cast me um, and as Jessa. And, you know, it's interesting because like it's, it reads more like, like a, like a lot of it reads like a play, you know, you know, and so like when we were recording it, um, so this is still during the pandemic, right? So we recorded this, I think, in 2021. And like, this was at a time when like COVID restrictions were still very, very strict in studios, mm -hmm. uh, like SAG protocols and whatever. Because um, this was, I think this was, this was produced under a SAG contract. And um, I was, I... I was in a studio physically and there was an engineer in the studio physically like across the glass but um uh one of my directors was able to be across the glass and the other director was like on zoom right uh and so like we had to like follow all the protocols and all this stuff but it was just me like it wasn't a group read uh we all we all recorded at separate times and especially because like it's very like long, like long chunks of dialogue. I had like mm -hmm. these big monologues as Jessa. And so we were really just, like uh, it was just me, me and our director, like in the booth and Jenny and Chris over Zoom, you know, just really like running these like long scenes and monologues. Like, so it felt like, it felt more like, like a, like a reading of a play or a reading of a, of a movie script. Um, uh, where we had the chance to really like do like the full arc, you know, of these scenes, um, which I love, you know, it, it, as an actor, like you get to really, you know, experience the full like journey of a scene rather than like when you're, you know, for example, when you're doing a video game script, oftentimes you're just doing kind of like line by line or like small chunks at a time. And it, you're never doing a full scene. Right. And with anime, you are doing a full scene, but you're doing it in chunks and you're like waiting for you're like watching it back and then you're recording on top of it afterwards. So like there's a sense of like kind of like stop and go, stop and go, stop and go. 
Whereas with this, like we were able to do a lot more of like long chunks. So like things felt really, really cool and organic in that way. Um, and then, you know, you go in and you fix like little spots if you want to, um, but you had like the whole, the whole shape of it um, already finished because you did a full pass. Um, gotcha. Yeah. Oh, it's kind of a shame because, you know, uh, a script like this, um, but I get it, you know, COVID uh, restrictions, you know, it, yeah. it, you kind of, it kind of, you know, you kind of did record in a sense, kind of uh, like doing an anime or a video game where you're isolated in the booth, you know, right. just having the engineer and just having the, the, the director. So, yeah, but uh, in, to that effect, like our, like my, like the director who was in the booth or in the, in the booth was uh, Jenny and she's an actor as well. So she and I, she would read all the other parts. So I had like the full, like back and forth experience as an actor for this, which is not, you don't always get that when you're recording, you know? Um, and so I did have, I was able to get like the sense of the full scene between me, my character and other characters in that sense. Yeah, that's actually still pretty cool at least you got that experience yeah you know? <laughs> I mean it would have been really cool to actually record in a studio with Alan Cumming and Stephanie Beatriz and yeah. Helen Hunt but I guess you know and Jonathan Banks who's the other the other the other major lead but like I guess you know I'll just have to wait until the next really cool narrative podcast I get booked on <laughs> or you know there might be some people really into podcasts and they're like Hey, let's get the entire cast and you know let's have them be at a con and do a live reading together you know oh my god if only that, that's happened before that. you never know <laughs> that's true you never know i would love that that'd be so fun i i i i love i loved working on solar i think i think the writing is so so dense and rich and 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 lovely and then i think the, that they that jenny and chris like crafted it with such heart and the music was so good and the mm -hmm. sound design was so neat with the like like distance like you could hear things in the distance like the way it was like spatially designed was very very cool that's awesome so i know you mentioned uh you have some upcoming cons um so that's awesome thank you for plugging those now uh for your yeah. socials do you have any socials you know where we can find you follow you you know all those things oh yeah 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 for sure um so i am on instagram on twitter on TikTok and on Twitch. I stream on Twitch at Anjay Yatko. Um, follow me there. Watch me on Twitch. I stream all the time. I'm actually doing, uh, like I'm, I'm streaming, I stream Genshin all the time. <laughs> I don't know when- <laughs> I was when, about to say, is it Genshin? <laughs> it's, it's mostly Genshin. Um, I don't know when this is coming up, but like I'm doing a charity stream this weekend uh, and I'm really excited to, to raise money for Games for Love, which is a cool charity, like helping out kids um and that'll be fun oh let us know we'll plug you we'll re-share yeah. that and yeah, retweet it's, it. it's, yeah. It's, it's this saturday at 1 p.m pacific standard time so two o'clock your guys' time okay awesome well yeah. we will be there for sure oh yeah. thanks yeah um it's cool i'm gonna be like pulling for the brand new character and i'm gonna have his voice actor like chatting with me oh, and that's awesome <laughs> yeah i'm like doing a stupid thing i don't know if this is gonna bite me in the butt but i was like you know what yeah the more you guys donate the more i'll spend on this character and then <laughs> i said i said that on stream today and my chat was like oh so i guess we're gonna see six him i was like wait wait you guys are gonna spend how much money <laughs> Wait, 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 wait. Hang on, guys. Hang on. I gotta, I gotta... 
Wait, so we'll follow up question. Didn't you and uh, Alejandro at uh, Uwukan oh. say oh, yeah. like you spent like a certain oh, yeah. amount on your characters yeah. already? Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Alejandro and I C6 our own characters. I have no plans as of yet to C6 anyone else's character, knowing <laughs> just how expensive it can be. But if it if it inspires people to spend money to donate to charity, I will I will maybe make some sacrifices. I don't know if I'll go all the way to C6, but I'll make some sacrifices. I, I will say this. Don't be a dick. <laughs> Donate to charity. Be a good person, honestly. Well, yeah. <laughs> but also, like, yeah, if you want to, if you also want to, like, mess with me, <laughs> sure, yeah, mess with me. It's cool. <laughs> a little bit of both. Yeah, yeah, a little bit of both. It's okay. <laughs> Por que no los dos, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Por que no los dos. <laughs> That's the spirit. <laughs> well, I'm excited to tune into the stream now, for sure. Excellent, yeah. excellent. <laughs> Uh, but thank you so much for joining us, Anne. Uh, oh, yeah. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you for having me. It's nice yeah, talking absolutely. to you guys again. Yeah. And, well, uh, you know, hope we get to talk to you again soon. Uh, yeah. You know, either at another con or, you know, do another interview in the future. Heck yeah. Sounds great. Artless.io